0: To these amazing places podcast this is show number 68 for the week of august 10th 2009 this is adam doug is not here in the studio with me this week however you will hear from him shortly i'll explain in a second as always you can follow us on on many of our uh, web media that you can contact us through email voicemail um, all that is available on our website of course we have twitter and Flickr available And be sure to, if you have any comments about the show or you want to make any suggestions to us of things we can cover or you've been to places that we've covered and you want to comment, feel free to email us or talk to us in that way. If you leave a voicemail, we'll play it on the live show or, of course, you just want us to hear what you have to say. That's not a problem at all. On this week's show, we're going to be covering New York City, as you probably saw from the title. Uh, Don't worry, we'll be back to Disney World in... uh, just a few short weeks uh, we haven't figured out what we're going to do the next several weeks but uh, of course we have tons of audio from there but this week Doug went to uh, New York City actually not too long ago with his family so he sat down and did a little trip report um, you'll hear lots of recordings it's with his wife Tara and they did several segments and along the way we will also play some audio for you so sit back relax and enjoy the show
1: Hi, this is Doug, and I'm sitting here with my wife, Tara, and we're gonna do a uh, quick trip report with some uh, audio, a little a couple audio clips thrown in there from our trip to uh, New York City that we took this past weekend. And uh, so, uh, anyway, we're just gonna run through some things chronologically with you, and, uh, and hopefully you enjoy them. We're gonna start out with uh, crossing the George Washington Bridge into New York City, and uh, anyway, uh, Tara's going to explain a little bit why we took that direction, and so go ahead, Tara.
2: Well, we were coming into the city from Ohio, and so we were kind of trying to avoid tolls. You know, MapQuest, which is what we used to get there— always wants to give you the quickest and easiest route and that's fantastic, but it took us across the Pennsylvania Turnpike which was going to be anywhere from $13 to $18 one way in tolls and so I just kind of thought maybe there's another way. So we ended up taking I-80 which was fantastic because I-80 actually brought us into the Upper West Side which is where we were staying Um, and it took us right up to the George Washington Bridge which um, was awesome. That was probably the most exciting part of the trip for me. So when you get to the George Washington Bridge, the traffic was kind of stop-and-go, but it was Saturday evening, and so a lot of people were going into Manhattan. Um, But the George Washington Bridge does have an $8 toll when you cross from New Jersey into Manhattan, but when you leave um, and cross from Manhattan to New Jersey, there is no toll. So we were kind of pleased about that, always trying to pinch pennies. Um, So that was kind of exciting, but when you get ready to cross the George Washington Bridge, if you look off to the right, you will see Manhattan out there in the distance and the first time I went to the city I expected Gotham City I had been there the year before and so I expected this big scary place and it's not big and scary it was wonderful and so I really liked um, looking out at it knowing that there's so much to do and so much to see once you get there so it's a really kinda cool crossing the George Washington Bridge and again the bridge does cross over in the Upper West Side um, which was perfect there are lots of entry points into Manhattan and um, the George Washington Bridge is almost as far north and west as you can go um, into Manhattan.
1: It's nice also that you're going to have to wait a little bit on the bridge uh, in traffic to, before you get to the toll booths so that you can cross over and it kind of gave us a chance to uh, catch our breath and get prepared to cross over into the city. Uh, I think that's it and so next uh, we'll be moving on to uh, where we parked and where we stayed within the city. Okay, we're back, and uh, we're going to talk about a couple things here. I'm going to talk about the uh, place where we parked, which was called Quick Park, and uh, Tara's going to be talking about the place where we stayed. Uh, Quick Park, where we parked our car, is at uh, 97th and Broadway. That's uh, on the Upper West Side. The price is 25 per car, 35 per SUV, and so we were technically in a PT Cruiser, but they see that as an SUV there. They do take Visa and MasterCard or cash. Um, The 35 might sound kind of steep for uh, some people when you hear this, but uh, being the first time that we'd driven into the city, I wanted to make sure that our car was safe. So I put it into a place, even though it might have cost me more money, I knew that uh, I wasn't going to have to worry about the car. Uh, okay, here they do take your keys when you leave it with them. They give you a stub which you have to keep with you and then you present that stub back to them when you come to pick up your car. And as I said, the the car was safe during the entire time. We always questioned that just because we're newbies to the city. So we questioned that while the car was there and we were doing our thing throughout the city and spending the night. But when we went back to get it, everything was clean, unscratched, and ready to go. And so next then... Uh, That's pretty much it for the uh, Quick Park. Once again, it is at 97th and Broadway. And the people there were real nice, uh, real hospitable, as we found in a lot of places in the city. Uh, The next place, then, Tara's going to talk about is the uh, place that we stayed. And so take it away, Tara.
2: Um, Where we stayed, again, we were on kind of a tight budget, and so we weren't sure if the trip to New York was going to happen because everywhere that you want to stay in Manhattan, all these hotels are running anywhere from $300 to literally $5,000 a night, and that's double occupancy only. And then, um, just in doing some research on the internet, I found where a lot of people stay at hostels. Um, A hostel is where there is more than just you staying in the hotel room. So we had four in our party, and we ended up staying in a room where there were eight people. So you know, we knew the four of us, but then there were four strangers in the room, too. Um, But the the cost was very, very low. It was $19 per bed per night. Um, And the way the hostel works, we stayed at the Broadway Hotel and Hostel or Broadway Hostel and Hotel. Um, And when you book with them... Where is that at? It is on... Oh, I'm sorry. Broadway and 101st. It's at the corner of Broadway and 101st. And it's actually... um, The address is 230 101st Street. Um, So when you book with them online, you actually use a credit card and you put 10% down... And um, so they take that with a credit card, but then they insist upon cash when you get there for the balance. And um, just don't forget, if you would want to stay with them, that there is a $3 per bed charge per night. Um, and also tax was not included in that either. But um, So you put 10% down with your credit card when you book it, and then the rest of it is cash due when you get there. Um, we had never, ever stayed in a place like this before, a hostel, um, with people That we don't know in the room and i'm not a real big people person anyway so i wasn't sure what to expect but it was actually a fantastic um, experience that it was clean Um, the bathrooms there are about five rooms with 40 you know so about 40 beds on each floor and there were three great big bathrooms with showers and um, toilet and sink inside and they were very very clean Um, and what doug and i laughed about is the shower heads were fantastic they were the kind that they were like the rain shower heads that were um, in the center of the shower and they were great big and poured all this water down on top of you. So it was wonderful. So the bathrooms were clean. The bedding was clean. They provide for you the bed linens and towels. Um, so you do need to take your own toiletries, your shampoo and hairspray and all that. Um, but they do provide you your bed linens and towels. And again, everything was clean. Um, and the people are very nice. Um, The people that we stayed with did not store their luggage securely. I mean, they just kept their luggage there in the hostel room. We stored ours for $2 a day um, per bag. The hostel will store your stuff for you so you don't have to leave it um, unsecure there in your hostel room. So we chose to take the extra precaution and have them store our luggage for us for $2. Um, But again, the people that we were staying with didn't. They just had their stuff... um, out and all over the place so it was it was perfectly safe Um, and one thing that we thought was kind of cool the two people that were staying in the room with us came in kind of late and we had just laid down to go to sleep and they came in kind of late from being um, in the city and we had just laid down and turned the lights off and they come in and they're kind of rummaging around in the dark trying to get their stuff and they're being real quiet and so um, the one guy who was with us turned on the light and said here you guys can can look around and get your stuff and so we kind of got just a brief glance at them and just had a very short conversation with them before they went and took their showers and stuff and uh, got in bed for the night, too. But the next day, when we were visiting Times Square, we were in Cold Stone Creamery, an ice cream place, and um, we're just getting ready to pay for our ice cream, and guess who walks in the door? Our two lovely roommates. So that was kind of cool. Makes the world seem like a smaller place um, in such a big city.
1: Uh, Anyway, too, uh, I just kind of thought of some other things that they kind of do within the hostel to kind of protect who stays there you have to be no. Well, let me think here you cannot be a uh, uh, resident of the state of new york right. which keeps the homeless and stuff from trying to come in and stay there which i thought worked pretty well and i think no they didn't ask for it there but some of the other hostels asked for a passport yeah correct? if you
2: are not a, a united states citizen you have to show a passport upon getting there and also, if you're staying in the hostel and you are 18 or older, you have to have um, a state ID showing that you are a citizen and that you're a resident of a different state. If you live in New York, you cannot spend the night in this hostel. And I think most hostels in um, the city are the same way. I kind of researched a lot of them. Um, but again, this hostel was fantastic. If you ever you know, want to go to the city and you're on a budget, this is the place to go.
1: Okay, in this segment we're going to talk about uh, heading into Chinatown. But before we uh, go directly into that, I want to play a little clip of uh, getting on the subway. This was actually the first time that uh, I'd been on the subway when we headed down into Chinatown from where we were staying. And uh, the first thing I encountered is kind of what I had recorded here. It's just a quick, like, 15-second segment, if that. It's basically the absolute mumbling and grumbling of the uh, subway driver when he gives whatever uh, orders, whatever he's saying. It's just basically, well, you know what, we'll just play the segment and you can hear what I'm trying to uh, convey to you. So here we go. okay so uh in this segment we're going to talk about heading into chinatown uh anyway uh i guess first tara's going to talk to you a little bit about some of the history and stuff that she knows of chinatown and uh and then kind of lead you into the uh the fumbling and bumbling that we did trying to just get into chinatown so go go with it
2: so much to say about chinatown chinatown is so exciting Um, You know, I keep talking about how we were on a budget, you know, we're on this tight budget and I don't want to pay tolls and I don't want to pay four or five hundred dollars a night for a hotel, but I'll be darned if I didn't have plenty of money in my pocket to spend in Chinatown. Um, Chinatown is really cool. It's actually very historic um, as well as being exciting, but a lot of the people who currently live in Chinatown have actually been there through several um, decades, you know, several centuries of their ancestors coming across. Um, from China and coming into Ellis Island through the Statue of Liberty you know we all study about that in history but um, so it's actually very historic um, as well and again like I said most of those people have been there their families have been there for years and years and years Um, but Chinatown better the shopping Um, when my daughter and I went last year we took the subway and came right up in the heart of it on Canal Street and of course when you get to Canal Street Um, That's kind of the heart of Chinatown. And so there are lots and lots of um, Chinese women who will be standing there and they'll say Gucci and Prada and handbags. And, you know, they'll just kind of be talking in real low tones. And if that's what you want, if you want these knockoff purses, then you just start following and they will take you to basements and down back alleys and all this stuff. And just go. It's fun. Don't be scared. It's, it's fantastic. Just
1: don't get in any vans.
2: Yeah. We've heard not to get in the back of any vans. Because when the police show up, the van doors close and they take off. So we didn't get in any vans. But basements aren't going anywhere. Um, so when we actually got off the subway, we got off a little bit south of Chinatown or of Canal Street. And so we kind of had to walk north just a few blocks to get to it. And we were kept thinking, oh, when are we going to get there? And then all of a sudden the buildings just change. You know, they go from being these cool financial, you know, court buildings and different things like that into Chinese looking buildings. And so we knew we were getting there, but nobody is approaching us and, you know, asking us if we want handbags. And so we're starting to get a little discouraged. And then all of a sudden a lady walks up and she says, Gucci handbags, Prada? And I said, yes. And so I just start following this woman through Chinatown.
1: And of course I missed it because I was still looking for the somebody to come and lead us and so then all of a sudden I said to Tara something about well, what are we doing uh, which I asked her a million times during the uh, trip as we headed through the city what are we doing and about that time when I asked her I looked over and realized that there was a woman that we were following and so she had found us and I had no clue as to what was going on because I was still uh, staring around at all the tall buildings <laughs> like some kind of idiot. So anyway, uh, so then she uh, kind of took us from there and took us down, wow, uh, we kind of actually cut through a lot of different places, uh, through some different uh, buildings and finally then we came out up to an alley or something, I don't really even remember, cut into a store, went to the back of the store, a wall opened and we headed down some metal steps and headed down into Terra's Mecca, huh? which was full of purses and wallets and sunglasses and jewelry. And, and um, it was kind of, kind of odd, but uh, it was kind of warm down there <laughs> and people were just kind of congregating into the basement of this dingy building and loving every minute of it, which I found kind of strange, but anyway. Uh she didn't and so
2: Don't let him fool you. He wanted a watch. He was just trying to be frugal. Well
1: the guy, yeah. The guy <laughs> had some neat looking knockoff watches down there, but but of course, yeah, I I'm kind of I'm not gonna spend my money on that. I spend my money on podcasting equipment instead, which seems rather strange also to many people, but that's that's what I do. And so let's go through a little bit uh once again, even though she said it. The kind of stuff that they sell uh, in, well, they sold in the location where we were at. Yeah,
2: when when we went in the basement, um, they they just sell things like the knockoff purses, like the Gucci's and things like that. Um, But this basement kind of surprised me because they actually had set prices for their items. They did not want to do any haggling over prices at all. And when my daughter and I had went the year before, we just offered them whatever, and they pretty much took it. It was, of course, a different basement. Um, So when you go in, just... Kind of be prepared because I'm not sure at this point what to expect. It, that it seems like the different um, vendors sell different, you know, sell different things differently. I guess. You can
1: still haggle prices though with them a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Because we did. I didn't see the prices. He
2: seemed pretty firm, and much to my dismay, I had to put back a purse because I didn't want to spend what they told me I had to spend on it. And so we only ended up walking out of there with two purses and a wallet. But we wanted three purses and a wallet. So they sell that sort of thing in the basement. But then when you go up on the street, there is still so much. Sunglasses and I bought a scarf.
1: DVDs and perfume and scarves and T-shirts and hats. <laughs> and it was insane. Every Well, it was exhausting is what it was.
2: It was exhausting, the yeah. It The really experience of
1: it. And every time we would go down into maybe another, I don't know. I well, just...
2: what happened is we wanted to get to the Statue of Liberty. We wanted to take the Staten Island Ferry that evening. And so we got onto a subway pass, but then um, what happened was we wanted this yellow line that would take us straight down to the bottom of the city and we could get on the Staten Island Ferry. But during the weekends, a lot of the subway trains are taken down to um, clean and just do mechanical repair. And so the, the line that we wanted was not running um, because we were there on a weekend. And so we ended up coming back up out of the subway. And you know, it just seemed like every time we would come up out of the subway trying to figure out what we were gonna do, somebody was trying to sell us something and we want it you know I wanted everything that they were trying to sell me I wanted to buy it.
1: Well she bought half of it so <laughs> I mean even DVDs which I knew were gonna be you know pretty bad you know ripoffs copies or whatever but they weren't they weren't too bad we only bought a couple but and I that's because I felt bad for the little lady who came up to us with this pile of DVDs asking me and so and they weren't bad, it was like, what was it, $10 for two movies. Yeah,
2: five bucks a DVD. And, and so these two weird. were good quality, the two that we got were good quality. Yeah, not bad. So they weren't bad.
1: Anyway, so, but then of course, yeah, they, all they had to do was tell my wife and daughter how beautiful they were or something like that. And the <laughs> next thing you know, they're buying scarves and buying just perfume and it was just incredible. In fact, I mean, one guy was even, uh, he even went so far as to say that uh, my wife and daughter looked like sisters. And so, of course, my wife bought his stuff immediately. <laughs> so that's all it took, and you know, like as if he hasn't played that game before. Not that they don't look the same age and just like <laughs> thank sisters. Thank you. Thank you. So even though, see, I'm not even selling her any perfume, and I still have to say it anyway. But but yeah, it really was a constant kind of assault of um, of people trying to sell you things. So be prepared for that. Be prepared when you get there to uh, know when to hang on your money, uh, hang on to your money. Pretty much decide. Uh, an amount that you want to spend before you get there and then decide what it is you want to buy and stick with that and if you choose to want to spend something spend something more later just remember first of all everything is cash there
0: yeah. everything
1: is cash you can't you can't spend uh, any no credit cards no anything debit cards no anything like that while you're within that area and so know how much you're going to have to spend as far as cash I wouldn't take a whole lot of extra as far as cash into there because you'll spend it. And then if you choose, maybe at the end of your trip, you can always head back to Chinatown. If you have some extra cash left over and it's burning a hole in your pocket, then you can take that in and you can spend it. So I think that's, is that pretty much it for Chinatown?
2: Ladies, take your husband. If not, you're gonna come home bankrupt.
1: <laughs> or your husband will just find out that he's bankrupt while you're gone. <laughs> We're starting back up here, it, is, uh, it would be Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, probably around what, 6.30?
2: Yeah, probably 6.30 or 7 o'clock.
1: Okay, and first we headed over to Dunkin' Donuts so that uh, my wife could take care of her caffeine coffee addiction, <laughs> which she has to have by a certain time in the morning. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm willing to oblige. And so we headed over to there. Now Dunkin' Donuts was one of the few places that we found, as you'll hear later, that actually accepted a credit or debit card and so we were able to use it there. And then, uh, of course, we really haven't mentioned too much about, we had my daughter and her boyfriend with us also. And so they were getting up and getting themselves ready and everything, and we went back then to the hostel, caught up with them, and we all headed out at that point and went right across the street to a place called uh, Broadway Bagel. and. They had a pretty good selection of stuff there, don't you think?
2: Yeah, they did. They had tons. My favorite is everything. And, of course, they had a great big bin of everything bagels. And, you know, I just wanted to try a New York bagel. I've always heard you've got to eat a New York bagel.
1: Well, plus, you know, when I said to them, a lot of times my daughter would want to go to Starbucks and places like that along the way, and I just said, you know what? We can go to Starbucks anywhere. We could go to Dunkin' Donuts anywhere. But we can't always go to Broadway bagel or some of the small, like, bodegos and stuff that they have throughout the city. And so we tried to do some of that. Uh, once again though, as we this is really the first time we had encountered it and it kind of hit home with us that when we went to pay at Broadway Bagel, we found out that uh, it's cash only. Mm-hmm. And this happens almost everywhere, make sure that you have plenty of cash on you when you're heading through the city and doing these kind of things. Um, so we all got our food, we got our bagels, and at that point we were going to head off to the subway. We headed out of Broadway Bagel and we encountered our first uh, drifter, homeless. Kind of guy. I don't know if he was homeless or what, but he, and you're, you're going to encounter this in a lot of places. They'll step up to you and uh, they'll begin to make conversation with you. And you can uh, entertain them for a little bit, but know that usually uh, these guys are street side con men, is what they are then. From the second that they come up to you, they're usually trying to size you up to see maybe how much money they think that you've got and what they can get from you, what you're willing to give to them. And one of the ways that Tara kinda of found that out was every time that she would go to hand us. She had all the bagels on her. And every time she would go to hand the bagels to one of us, the guy would do what?
2: He would reach his hand up like he was gonna take the bagel. I'm like, dude Back <laughs> That's off. for my daughter. Get off of it.
1: Right. And so that can get to be kind of an annoyance. And so what you do usually is you know, don't don't be ready to, you know, go into a fist fight with every one of them. Um, entertain them. Whatever at your own pleasure until you're sick of them, and then tell them, "I'm out of here. Time to move on," and that's what you do. You move on with the remainder of your day and pretty much treat them like that. Uh, I
2: think Doug's too nice. I say just walk away. Well, and <laughs> don't and, look at him. Just and walk we could
1: away. have. I could have walked right by him that morning, but I thought, hey, you know what? This is part of the experience. Let's see what the see what this guy has to say. and Whatever. Nothing lost. You know. It, he never asked us for money just tried to take our bagels <laughs> and so anyway that that was kind of that experience just kind of expect that it is a city and you're going to see a lot of that kind of stuff going on not everybody though that you run into and you're going to as we do shows after this we're going to talk more about uh, some of the people that we ran into that were great uh, throughout the city and so uh, we'll get more into that later so uh, I think that's unless Tara's got something more to say I think that's the end of this segment okay Okay, we're back and at this point we're going to talk about uh, when we were actually in the subway and we ended up, unbeknownst to me, at 42nd Street. Is that right? Yeah. It's under Times Square. We ended up at that stop. Um, somebody who we'd met, who will you'll hear on another segment that we're going to do, not in this show but in another show, uh, we'd met, told us you have to go up and see Times Square. Now, This is uh, in the evening, on Saturday evening. Uh, just in case anybody wonders. And so, of course, it's all lit up, and that's what he continued to tell us. You have to see it because it's all lit up. And so, at that point, I was really mystified by the fact that I was standing underneath the Times Square, and uh, Tara was, continued to tell me. Well, what, actually,
2: when we were when we were doing it, we were on our way down to Chinatown. We wanted to get down there before all the shops started closing. And so, you know, I'm this driver i needed to get down to chinatown because i had this money to spend because i'm saving money everywhere else and so um when you buy a subway pass we just bought a one day fun pass and when you do that then you can get unlimited rides until 3 a.m or 2 a.m on the day that you purchase it and um so doug wants to go up and see Times square he's so excited to see Times square but the problem with that is if you go up once you go up you have to swipe your card to get back down and um, your Metro card will only work every 20 minutes. So if we would have gone up to see Times Square, we would have had to wait 20 minutes before we could come back down um, into the subway because like I said, the card only works and then it, um, it'll it work once and then you have to wait 20 minutes to use it again. So poor Doug just wanted to see Times Square and his mean old wife wouldn't let him because they didn't want to wait 20 minutes because you know, I can do a lot of shopping in 20 minutes in Chinatown.
1: <laughs> and it's all about her, truly the trip was all about her. Anyway, um, <laughs> I actually have a, uh, a short audio clip of when all this took place, and I'm going to go ahead and play it now so you guys can get a, uh, a sense of, of uh, the torture that I was put through. <laughs> and so we'll play this, and then we'll head uh, from here on to the next segment. Enjoy. So we're underneath the Times Square right here, now. Here, yes, death underneath the Times Square. Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: feel like I should go up and peek.
2: We're going to Times Square tomorrow. I know. I know. We were. i'm
1: underneath the times square are you kidding me yeah I, I mean i'm underneath of it and i i all i have to do is go up the steps if and i can, can see often. it
2: yeah but you'll have to use your subway thing again oh i would Okay. Yes. and if you use it and yeah. well, you can only use it within 20 minutes of each other so you won't be able to get back down here for 20 minutes okay so by that time the kids and i will be in china too all right <laughs> and i'll be my own okay so Sunday morning after our brush with the bagel thief we um, wanted to go down and see the Statue of Liberty on the Staten Island Ferry which I guess Doug and Adam will talk about in another show in detail so we did that and of course we're down um, very close to the financial district at that point and Doug had to see Wall Street had to see the bull so we started walking up um, toward the financial district and Wall Street and I'm gonna let him tell you about the rest of this because it makes me nervous
1: Okay so we're on uh, Wall Street and we're standing in front of the it's 40 Trump Plaza I believe it's a Trump building and also the Deutsche Bank is right beside it but what we encountered was really strange at this point there were okay the street there were large like stones kinda like what you would see as a brick paver but it was stones in the street the entire street uh, street is made up of that but what we happened to notice Kind of between the Deutsche Bank and Trump building uh, were a lot of Marines. And these weren't like your everyday Marines. These guys were like, I think Tara described them as though they looked as though they were made out of stone. And they were just kind of standing around, and there were more and more of them kind of showing up the longer we stood there. And then I realized that okay, so not only did we have all that security there, And then there was like another guard shack with a guy standing in it right in the middle of the street. And then we realized that there were these weird lights that were set up in the street. And they weren't like down inside the street. There were these boxes standing up off the street just in two locations. But they went in half circles. And they were maybe, what would you say, 50, 75 yards apart?
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: On the street set up in half circles. Well, then after we stood there for a little bit with them watching us, And so that's why you're not gonna see any pictures of this. And maybe somebody (laughs) else has seen this and they can tell us what it is, but it seemed like you didn't really wanna do a lot of messing around there. But, um, so picture this now. We have these lights in half circles, 75 yards apart on the street. And then all of a sudden, the street, where the lights were, those half circles, there were those full circles, turned. So it was like a turnstile in the street where the lights sat and the lights turned around. And when they spun around, The one end of lights turned to green, and the other end of lights turned to red. And each time that they did this, that they turned, they would change colors. And then it also looked to me like there was heat of some kind in between them on the street.
2: Yeah, I think that was just coming up from the sewer. Maybe from the sewer
1: or something, I don't know. It looked like there was steam, but I did not see a manhole there. And so we kept trying to kind of figure out what this is, and at one point I thought about taking like a Twitter picture or filming it or something. And then I noticed the guy in the guard shack staring at me fairly intently. So I thought, you know what? I don't think I'll do this. So we'll just kind of move on anyway. So if anybody has seen this or you are listening and you know what this is, uh, uh, just send us an email at podcasts at these and, uh, give us some insight as to what the heck this could be. We just found a kind of an interesting, interesting site.
2: We we kind of searched it up on the internet to see why the streets would turn, but we couldn't find anything. And of course, I didn't really want to be arrested by the government for searching up things I shouldn't. So and this is I also,
1: quit. I should say, it's just. Right, was it right across the street, kind of, from uh, New York Stock Exchange? Yeah,
2: it's it's right there by it. Right. And we watched one security guard accost a little boy because he yeah. had gotten onto the street and he's like, Get off of here! Well, and he walked right between here. the lights. And, so, and they
1: were freaking out. Yeah. I mean, because here's this little boy and he's looking at a map or something, not paying any attention. And they're all screaming at him, Get off of there! Get away from there! Get away from those lights! And he, of course, just kept walking until they, I think his father grabbed him or something and took him away. So... They didn't shoot him, so I guess it wasn't all that bad. But we, it, was a, it was just a surreal moment to be standing there and wondering what the heck is going on. And
2: the big pig truck, the pig rental.
1: Big, no, it was a pink pig. Pink pig? Yeah, it was some, which is also it another like weird a party, thing. You know, thought it was continue a party this. rental right. truck. But, okay, had this had was my first it. thing. It's a party rental place, it's on Wall Street. Okay, Sunday the lease, morning. Well, the lease of a building the size of what they had for the Pink Pig on Wall Street would be so massive. I mean, the building was half the size of the New York Stock Exchange for a catering and a party outfit.
2: No, but it was just that big yellow truck.
1: But there you was a, the building was there, and it said I didn't Pink see the Pig. building. Well, it did. It was I right just across saw the, the big street. Truck. Right across the street from the Deutsche Bank was the Pink Pig building, and I just thought, what the heck kind of front is this? What kind of weird place is this? That that this place would be here and paying that kind of rent when they could just be uptown. They could be anywhere else and pay less money. But here it was. so Maybe they is, just
2: make a lot of money.
1: This is our conspiratorial part of the show. <laughs> I, hope, I hope everybody has enjoyed it. So share, please. Share with us uh, your insight on it. Okay, at this point we're going to kind of take you on a walk with us and where we went to at this, uh, heading up through Wall Street. First we stopped at a little uh, cafe that was called uh, Wall Street Cafe and just grabbed some stuff there, uh, drinks, things like that. We headed out of there and uh, didn't really know, I mean, I knew where we were getting to but what was going to be in between there I didn't really know but uh, we just continued to walk. We came up on uh, a place called the Seaport. And I took some pictures there of some ships and stuff. Uh, it was kind of a neat area. Uh, I guess it's really historic seaport area is what they call it uh, on the map. Uh, seaport Historic District is the actual name of it. It's uh, actually right across the East River from Brooklyn. Uh, I was also able to take some pictures from there of the Brooklyn Bridge and. Uh, it's kind of neat they have the Fulton Fish Market. They have a lot of small shops, uh clothing shops, stuff like that. My wife and daughter stopped into one of those and bought some things. Um if you're I guess if you're into uh seafood things like that, there's a lot of those kind of places that you can uh, eat at fresh seafood restaurants things like that that you can eat at within that area. Um I I don't know. I can we didn't have a lot of time to kind of kind of uh, look around, but uh uh, I did take several pictures and stuff as you can see if you look up onto our Flickr account and uh, and to try to get an idea even for other people uh, that maybe have been there before so they could get some familiarity again with it. But uh, it looked like there were a lot of things to do. Uh, a lot of them were still closed since it was still early Sunday morning but uh, but yeah it looks like a real neat area and if we get back there again we'll probably go back down and check it out again. So if you get a chance uh, head over into uh, Seaport Seaport Historic District, and uh, and have a look around. Okay, uh, in this uh, next segment here, we're actually going to talk about something. It was a soup place that my wife found in a New York City guide, and she decided that it would be a great place to maybe go and eat. So uh, she's going to tell you a little bit about, about it.
2: Okay, so you know trying to get prepared to go into the big city I went to the library and got all these guidebooks and so I found this guidebook that was from 2008 and I was like oh good this is only a year old this will have some good information and it was very um, inexpensive places that you can eat and actually things you can do for free in the city so it was a great book Um, but of course we watched Seinfeld and uh, you know I don't know if many of you like Seinfeld if you've seen the soup Nazi, you know, and all this good soup that he had. And so I find this place called Fashion Soup in the guide. Well, I want to be like Seinfeld. I want some fancy New York City soup. So we're walking toward Times Square. And meanwhile, it is pouring. We are getting poured on. Um, And those of you who have kids know how our kids were probably complaining, oh, it's raining. Where are we going? And so I'm like, you know, hush, come on. We're going to go get Fashion Soup. And I'm so excited to get there. And so we're walking just getting drenched poured on through the rain and I know it's between 5th and 6th Avenue on 41st Street so we're walking we you know we're walking up 6th Avenue and we get to 41st Street and so we turn and we're walking 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 up 41st Street and we're almost to 5th Avenue and I have not found fashion soup and I'm like certainly we haven't passed it it's not that long of a city block and so I stop and I turn around looking for fashion soup just to see if I've missed it and I look across the street and there on the side of the street is um, a sign where fashion soup letters used to hang. So, of course, we were not able to get any fashion soup because it was all boarded up and closed. And what a bummer.
1: It was really kind of that funny. was my luck. Because it was. You could just see where the letters were there on the front of this dingy building. And we all looked over and thought, are you kidding me? Of all the places that they're already eating in New York, we happened to find probably one <laughs> of the few places that had closed that year. But so-
2: Make sure. And they had a website in the book. If I would have just logged onto the website to make sure that everything was still copacetic with Fashion Soup, we would not have been in that dilemma. But of course, I didn't. I just took everything. Well, it was to like,
1: be... But the sign was like this eerie reminder of, hey, you know, I waited as long <laughs> as I could, but you never came. And so anyway, uh, Fashion Soup would have been good. I guess after this, we'll have to try the Hale and Hardy Soup place. So you can look that up if you get the chance and maybe try that out.
2: Word to the wise, check out the websites before you go. Make sure they're still open.
1: Okay, in this segment, we're going to talk about uh, a festival that we came up on. It's called, uh, it's on the Avenue of the Americas, and it's called the Avenue of the Americas Street Festival. It's one of many festivals that happen in New York City during the entire summer. They pretty much start in about April, and uh, they end, let's see, in October. I think the last one's in October 4th. The nice thing about this festival was there's a lot of uh, stuff that you can buy, hats and shirts and you name it. There's so many different, like, Clothing items and things like that that you can buy fairly cheap there. I think we bought a really kind of nice New York hat there for... Uh, five bucks. For not, yeah, five bucks for not a whole lot of money um, from a vendor on the street side. And uh, But they also had something that I had been craving for quite some time before we got to New York. And it was a kebab. And they had them at this one stand at many stands but we stopped at one stand and they had them for like 4.50 a kebab which was pretty nice because it had large amounts of meat you could get them in pork, you could get them in beef, you could get them in chicken and then they would put barbecue sauce of different styles over them if you wanted that. They were all cooked over an open flame. It was really good stuff but instead of calling it a kebab, I continued to call it meat on a stick. Now when I asked the lady, I told her I'd like a kebab but my daughter's boyfriend heard me call it meat on a stick so when he went up to the lady, he said, yeah, I'd like a meat on a stick also. And so we all kind of thought that was kind of funny. But they also sold then, I think it was, I don't know what, There were little boys selling uh, lemonade at a stand there. And this was incredible, I thought, especially within New York City but you could buy a lemonade, fairly large glass for a buck, and you couldn't buy anything. You couldn't buy a bottle of water in New York for a dollar.
2: It was good lemonade, fresh squeezed. Right, so if
1: you come up on these things, or if you don't, go find some while you're in the city during the months when they're having them, and it's a cheap way to find great food. There's so many different styles of food. It will just blow your mind. At the same time, you can kind of, you know, get your shopping experiences in, too. This is the uh, last segment and it's actually here just to uh, uh, thank my wife for sitting in and doing the show with me this time, even though it's uh, of an oddity to her what we do. <laughs> uh, but she was a good sport and sat down with me to do it. And I also then uh, wanted to just say there are a lot of things that we didn't cover here in the trip report that we're going to cover in other shows, and those would be Staten Island Ferry, uh, subway stuff, uh, meetings people above the city, Rockefeller Center, there's going to be a lot of that that we'll cover in later shows. But uh, before we finish up, I'm going to finish actually the show with an audio clip, and the audio clip is basically us coming up out of the subway and some really neat sounds of the city. They were taken on the Sunday morning, when uh, we first headed up out of the subway and started back out into the city. And so, Enjoy this clip, and we'll talk to you soon. Man, it's amazing, all the sound. It's like one big concert hall here. Holy cow.
2: What is this building?
1: Um, it might be City Hall. It's gotta be. Yeah. United States courthouse.
2: Yeah.
1: So this is the Supreme Court of New York. Yeah. It's huge. Yes, it is. I can't even get a picture of that. It's too big. Well, I still don't think I can get it. basically holding church that's neat Get a from here. I'm just going to
2: keep walking,
0: Thanks a lot, Doug, for that great audio and that great trip report. Uh, a little long this week for the podcast, but that's okay. We wanted to get all the information we could. Thanks a lot for listening this far, everyone, for getting to this point. Uh, as Doug mentioned, we will be covering New York City and some more subjects about New York City on later shows. A special shout-out this week to DJ Derek. We've used his music in the past, but he was that—he's uh, the one who composed and put together all the techno music that you heard in the background. Uh, I don't want to say that I was copying other shows Because by all means this is completely original music But I have heard a podcast that has used Similar styles of music and things in the back But uh, Jeff, if you're out there And Jeff, you know who you are You have a podcast And uh, sorry, this is not meant to copy you at all whatsoever I just wanted to throw together that Because we are trying to do an original podcast With 100% original music And that's the way we like it Because it uh, keeps away from all copyright restrictions and all that stuff plus it's fun to hear original stuff so thanks a lot everyone for listening we'll be back next week doug will be in the studio with me and we'll chat about some more things not sure what we're going to do yet we have some things in the back of our mind that we can do along with all the disney world audio that we've got covered all right so thanks for listening and there won't be any extra audio at the end of the song here if you listen to it in any other show well that's great but this week i've been running long so we'll cut it short Thanks a lot, everybody. See you next time. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be rebroadcast, edited, tweaked, stolen, pitch shifted, published, rewritten, redistributed, or otherwise changed for any reason without prior consent from theseamazingplaces.com. Unless, of course, you don't have an iPod to take with you and you need to burn a CD. After all, These Amazing Places is a 100% percent non podcast for anyone who wants to listen. Copyright 2008, 2009, and beyond.